and welcome to Background Centuries. Background Centuries. That's us. That's new. It's a little uh, thing we're starting brand new. Brand new. Hot off the press. Um, this is as new as you can get, I think. It is as new as, as you can get. It's actually happening in real time. It's live. Well, it's happening live. Yeah, if you go outside, we're right outside your door. If you if you look really close. Yeah. That was a joke. There's going to be a few jokes in this podcast. Yeah, we're not outside, but we are streaming, and there's nobody on the stream. There's nobody on the stream. Hey, guys, uh, just like hit us up in the chat if you guys... Um, Did we put out the link incorrectly? No, I thought... I thought... Hold on, let me make sure I have the link right. Uh, yeah, I put it out correctly. I don't know. Well, anyway, we'll see. Well, to, to, to start us off, I thought it would be good if we just, since nobody out there in the entire world knows who we are, I just thought it'd be f- nice if we just introduced ourselves a little bit, a little bit about ourselves. Yeah, putting a name to the face. Putting a name, <laughs> our faces that you're very familiar with at this point. Yeah. Good. Yeah, a name to the voice. You could probably probably would be better to say. You think? Yeah. Should we just do like a, a just a, a really quick run around of the voice so that they can learn our voices? So you just say Noah. You know, like <laughs> when you when you're teaching. Oh yeah. When you're teaching the Amazon. The Amazon uh, lady. Alexa. Oh, there she is. To learn your name, you kind of have to go through all those sentences of being like. Alexa is a female form of Alexander, and is sometimes also a short form of Alexandra, both of which come from the Greek. Alexandros, which can be translated as the center of man. As for me, I'm named for the library of Alexandria, which stored the knowledge of the ancient world. Thank you. I didn't but, know that. <laughs> that's, you're already learning stuff. I'm already learning already stuff. Learning stuff. That's, in this educational that's podcast. This is an educational podcast, but we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. What we are going to do is we're going to first start off by introducing our voices. So I'm going to start off with just some... Uh, uh, stock sentences like the red ball bounced low another one here's another one the sun is very hot three children killed their prospective mice you can go now ethan if you want and that was noah yeah, that yeah. was that was noah so that's my voice and now this is this is ethan can you get a little further away from the mic please oh sorry about that. this is ethan can you okay yeah this is ethan Pink salt makes no difference from regular table salt. Pink salt is a myth. You shouldn't water your succulents too often. Yeah, that's probably good. So I see you went with like more of an advice sort of opinion way. I'm just trying to trying to get them warmed up to the atmosphere that we're creating in this brand new hot off the press in podcast. this space in this very good space we're in um yeah. so, so why don't you now that they've mm-hmm. know exactly what our voices sound like exactly why Can don't you tell it? them we want to introduce we want to introduce ourselves to you mm-hmm. uh so that you you know a little bit about us mm-hmm. you know it's it's nice to know um the, the ins and outs of the source mm-hmm. yeah. um and so why don't you just uh, you know just a, a brief introduction like who who yeah. are you what are you all about um well hi i'm noah um, I've, uh, been on this earth for a while and I've just been walking around. Um, I'm all about change and inspiring people and, um, just kind of, uh, movement, breathing. Um, I like colors. I'm a huge fan of, uh, when you put letters together and they make something that you're just like, dude, I understand that. I get that. I'm a really big fan of that. Um, what are you, what are you all about? Yeah, so, you know, born and raised in Southern California. That's very good. Um, studied at the highest level of all of the edu- the ed- um, places where you study education learn. and learn. <laughs> yeah. um, doctoral degrees from Concord and um, Harve Place and some other ones, too. You might know them. So you know you know that it's reliable, um, and if you look on the wall, you can see all of his many many doctorates hanging up. Oh, you're, they're not yeah. here. They're not going to be able to see. No, it. Yeah, take a look. We'll, it's on the it. other we'll, wall. we'll describe it. We'll describe it. it they are in frames, papers. And one of them's like a, in a gold frame because I particularly like that one. I'm not going to say which one. Princeton. Okay. Well. <laughs> All right, all right. So, um, one more thing about you is just I, 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 I do. This is just too interesting to not 
have our audience know up top is you have had a very, very, very semi-successful magic career when you were young, in your teen years, right? I was just wondering if you could speak on that a little bit just to get some of your background and your personal biases. Yeah. No, I'm glad you brought that up. Man, I haven't thought about this in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So from the ages of 12 to about 14, 15, um, was very involved in the the Las Vegas scene of magic with um, some very recognizable names, you know, um, Ken and Peller. Bliss and Angel, Bliss Angel, yeah, yeah. Um, some of the, some of the best. Um, taught them everything I know. David Lane, <laughs> David Lane, and um, sorry, and yeah, um, actually was responsible for um, the very the oft performed trick nowadays. And I know that uh, many uh, magicians are sort of uh, squeamish about the word trick, but uh, I'm not afraid of it. It's it's a trick, and uh, I'm I'm okay with with saying. Was saying trick, and I think that the scene is starting to change a little yeah, bit too, yeah. and some of the the vocabulary around the industry. Um, but one of the one of the tricks that I contributed to to the field, um, which they've they've fondly come to refer to as um, the black pillow, and um, within within that trick, and can you can you give a second just for the applause break after you say that? Because people are going to be. That's right. Because I mean, once you everyone, say, because like, that's, I mean, that's a not, big callback. That's a everywhere big now. callback to your early career. So people yeah. are going to be clapping. So let's give it a second. All right, go yeah, ahead. that's probably enough. And if you don't know, I mean, if you don't know it, you should know it by now. But if you don't know, just look it up on YouTube. It's all over YouTube. Um, be careful when you do that. Yeah. Just when you search anything on YouTube, you never know. Yeah, do be careful. Make sure your parents are in the room with you. Um, and you know, obviously, I can't, I can't divulge all. I can't go into all the details. That would be spoiling it. And it would just That's, be boring. Boring. It would be boring. Um, but essentially, uh, the punchline is is incredible, and it's uh, it's cha- it's changed the the magic scene. I think forever. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Now, is there anything fun about me that you want me to talk about? Oh shoot, man! There's so many. Well, I mean, I guess we we could talk about your recent um, your recent vacation in in the suburbs. Of Wyoming. Yes. Okay. Now I'm sure that the audience is like, "What? So why would he go on vacation in a suburb? Yeah, what's, of, what's there of a place like there? place like Wyoming? You know, that's what you'd say because you know you just don't really know a lot. I love Wyoming. First off, where uh, where's my Wyomingites at? Should we leave a little space for? We'll them leave too? a little space for them. Yeah, little, so we, we can leave a little space. That's probably good, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't take very long to say... Well, but then you got to think of all of them saying it. Anyway. So, yeah. I went on a a quick uh, three-month vacation to Wyoming. And, yeah. The the thing was, is it was such a transformative experience because... I don't know if you knew this, but I just packed my backpack and left. I did not have... I did not have a place to go. I didn't have a hotel. I didn't have anything. I didn't... I don't know anybody in Wyoming, you know? Uh, So, I just went over there... um, vastly vastly underpacked i had i think two shirts period and that was all i packed so um i got there um i was doing good on shirts for the first two days and then um i needed to find a place to stay so i just went knocking on people's doors you know and saying hey can i stay here for a few months for a vacation and you'd be surprised how many people said no a lot of people said no it's weird it's really and I I was surprised because it doesn't like I would say yes if somebody came up and was like hey can I have a vacation in your house I'd be like absolutely pile it on in you know this is because I still still live with my parents so it's not really that big of a deal to me mm-hmm. I don't buy the food yeah. um but yeah so what I ended up having to do is just you know kind of I guess you could say break in breaking into people's houses uh, when they were sleeping and just kind of couch surfing secret couch surfing that's what that's what i started calling it mm-hmm. um because you know they don't know um i know they don't know so it's like a secret yeah um and and it's and it's so great because when people are being unawarely hospitable to you mm-hmm. they are so generous with the things they give you yeah. like i was able to get any food i wanted i took silverware i took like loose change that I found in the in the cushions. I took snacks for the road. I took underwear because Lord knows, <laughs> I needed 
needed underwear. So yeah, it was it, honestly, it was just a really positive experience. I met a lot of great people. And tell, and tell me, I mean, I know you told me, yeah. tell them the favorite snack that you, that oh you took. gosh. Okay. Well, this is actually, okay, it's my favorite snack, but it's, it's because it's two snacks that people have, but I decided to mix them because I'm just kind of a, I'm kind of a rowdy boy, I guess. Yeah. Kind of rowdy. Just a wild spirit. A free just spirit. Just a wild spirit. Um, what I did was I took hot Cheetos. Dude, this is going to blow your mind. And then I mixed them with regular Cheetos. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I have never had I wish that. you guys could have been there when he told me for the first time. Yeah, you should have seen his face because he was like... Yeah, what even? <laughs> yeah, like, it was, it was so good. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like, that's pretty much all you need to know about us Yeah. so far. Like, we can all... If you guys have any questions, you guys can just hit us up on Twitter or... Our cell phones are going to be no, in no, the no. comment section. No, we're not going to. I told you we weren't going to do that anymore because that might. Oh, that's right. We can edit that part out. I, are you, you can edit that part? You say you can? Yeah. So okay. we, we want to talk a little bit about um, what the show is going to be. be. Yeah, what is it? Hey, what Ethan? Exactly? Hey, Ethan. What's the show going to be? So we're calling this show Background Centuries. Background Centuries. And we felt like there's just not enough information out there. Ugh. And we... In a conversation over breakfast one time, we, we thought to ourselves, it just it makes us sick that there's not enough good information mm-hmm. out there for people to take in. I'm actually going to correct you real quick. The thing that was making me sick were the undercooked eggs, and I did get salmonella from that. Just wanted to interject real quick since we're talking about knowledge. That is... I thought you told me that it wasn't the eggs. No, it was the eggs, and I'm just really sorry about that. But go on, go ahead. Keep moving forward. Oh, Oop, yeah. Sorry okay. about that. So we were hoping that through this medium, we could really just share our expertise, share our knowledge of the world that we know, and hopefully in that, really just invite people into a better knowing of of the world that they live in, the diverse cultures that um, just uh, are scattered across this this globe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's sort of the idea. And. the tagline's still a work in progress. Yeah, we, we haven't have, really quite landed on we it yet. Have a tagline yet? Because background, I, background, background centuries. centuries. Uh, this time we're t- this time we're this time we're gonna taking tell it you. for the. Keep we're it, gonna tell you. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say keeping it tight. Keeping it tight. Background yeah. centuries. We're, we're here to keep it tight. No, what do you think? Because it's okay. So. Little uh, background centuries, little background background centuries here. We we said we don't have a tagline. We're going to take a few minutes to just try to think of one right now. Um, and I know what you're probably thinking. Maybe it would have been more professional to do it before. But we're here to be genuine. We're yeah? here to be we're genuine. We need more vulnerability. Open your eyes. And that's us. And look at all the, pe- the people around Look at all the people that's, that's us. The we're the you're we're right the, there. That's us. That's us. Like that's how real everything on this podcast is. Okay, so background century. Background centuries. The new, the new orange for our. You know it, what? I can. I'm gonna stop you right there because I can already tell that one wasn't gonna be good. Uh, but I do have another one. <laughs> background centuries. Putting the pen to paper and writing our memoirs, on an audio medium. So when we die. It'll be recorded, all of our knowledge. The whole, that's the whole thing? Dot com. Oh. The, There's the link. That's the whole thing. Ah, uh, that's that, pretty, okay. I mean, uh, it's a, oh, so background, background centuries. Information digitally. Is that too on the nose? You know what? You know what's going to be weird right now? Is I think that is exactly the one that we're, we're that, 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 wait, wait, can you say it again? Background centuries, information, digitally. Ugh, I love that. I love that. That's the one. That's it, right? That's it, right? Yeah. Right? Maybe. We'll probably talk about it. So uh, before we get into our our first first segment segment. of the show um, that we are tentatively branding of the times. Of the times. Um, what we kind of like to do in this segment is really just stay up on what's happening. Just stay in up our super world. late, really late. <laughs> when we're filming this, it's actually oh, the sun's coming up a little right now. Yeah, but but in addition to staying up really, really late past our bedtimes, 
Sorry, mom and dad. We'd really like to just keep you guys informed about what's going on in the world. Um, staying up because I mean, we all know, you know, those news stations—they're not giving you—they're not giving all day. And it's all gonna be biased. All gonna be super biased. I don't and even know so, what bias means. Nobody's told me. Yeah, well, and maybe that'll be another segment. I'm just kidding. I know so much about words and how to put them together. Yeah. I was just kidding. I wanted to be more relatable. But then I realized it kind of turned into a lie there. So I And we don't. To... We want to be truthful. We want to be truthful. Because news, news always lies to you. News always lies. And we're here to be truthful. We're here to be truthful. We have no biases. Honest. No bias. And so you can I'm a Blake believe cam- us. Blank canvas. I'm blank canvas. I'm my favorite basketball player, Blake canvas. <laughs> And so, um, while I was while I was getting ready for this 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 next segment, mm-hmm. um, doing a little bit of research, trying to find what was relative and 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 um, up, um, I came across a really really interesting story that I was kind of hoping because I know that you've had some interaction with this in the past, uh-huh. and it's been something that has really got your goat. Yes. Um, and I, I was kind of hoping that you could share a little bit about your your perspective on this particular issue, mm-hmm. and that is specifically. The the almost nationwide <laughs> transition from standard white kernel popcorn in movie theaters to blue corn popcorn. Yes, and it's it's the new thing. I mean, almost all the movie theaters it's are doing polarizing. it. It's polarizing. It's extremely polarizing. Yeah. So I mean, out of the gate, I can already tell like that's kind of where where you're at. You, yeah. Just tell me a little bit more about about that. Yeah. Well, first off, I want to say. I'm I'm all for progress, and I think that moving forward is the only direction. Because if you're not living, you're dying, and that's what I've always said. I've had I have had so many T-shirts with that printed on it. So yeah, I I think that this progress is ultimately going to be good. Growing pains are always going to be awkward and and hard. Um, but yeah, so the the reason why um that we're changing to blue blue corn kernels um is really honestly economic. I don't know if people know this at home, but scientists have finally broken through and discovered a way to uh, artificially generate food. Now, it's still in its infancy, so like they can only make like, three things. And, th- and that one of those is corn, and one of those is chicken cordon bleu, and the, the other one I think is a cheeseburger. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super... That I, I haven't... I've spent most of my time focusing on the corn. It's super cheap to make. So much healthier than blue corn. There is a little bit of a trade-off because... Um, the differences are, other than its color being blue, obviously, um, there is, uh, a slight chance, and this is usually where people drop off. When, when once okay. I say this part, this is usually where people will be like, oh, nope, um, I wash my hands of this, I'm gonna have my regular white kernel popcorn. Um, but there's a slight chance of one of the specific, um, strands of, of corn DNA within the kernel mutating. Once it reaches your stomach um, and sort of spreading that mutation to a point where, like I said, it's a possibility you can lose your skin. Yeah, You can lose your skin, but it's like I said, it's a trade-off. It's not like you just lose your skin. You lose your skin, but you gain scales. That's... And... I'm I I like my my human skin as much as the next yeah. flesh bag that you have out there walking around the streets of New York City. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Um, but I think that you know it's going to be cheaper. Everybody's always talking about how expensive movie theater food is. So do you do you think it's going to make mo- like movie going more accessible? I think so. I think I think that anybody's going to be able to go see a movie. It's not going to just be the people with a top hat. And, and, and a, a coat with tails and a, and a cane. It's going to anybody like your regular Joe Schmo and his wife, Jane Blaine. And like, why didn't they? Why didn't they? Why didn't she take his last name? I don't know. Yeah. But that's weird. her prerogative to do in yeah. 2020. Yeah. But um, yeah. like they can go see a movie and they can bring their son. Because we all we all know. I, can I, I say think... their son's name? What's his son's name? Johnny Blondie. Yeah. And that's more of a, a nickname. It's not his legal name. Yeah, they haven't finished the the, the mm-hmm. adoption process yet. Not yet. But, and I think we all we all know or should know at this point that really like the only reason that movie theaters are charging you so much for the tickets it's not for the movie. No, it's movies for, are it's so for the cheap. Popcorn. Yeah, it's for the movies popcorn. are cheap to make. <laughs> I I can make a movie. I have twenty five cents in my pocket right now. I can make the first fifteen minutes of a movie. Yeah, and that's and and that's just the facts that we're looking at here. I have the numbers pulled up on my computer right now. 
Fellowship oh, yep. of the Ring. The first 10 minutes of that movie. Tell them how much it cost. Uh, let me look it up. Fellowship of the Ring for 15 minutes. <laughs> this is crazy. You're not going to believe this when I tell you that it's 14 cents. Yeah. 14 cents. Yeah. That's almost a, a one cent a minute. Yeah. And they had to find real wizards for that movie. Yeah. Which is, in this day and age, hard. very hard to do. There's hardly any very wizards hard left. To do. Yeah. Uh, thank you for bringing it up. I... It's an important topic for me to really get yeah. get out there. This this blue corn. Um, I'm I'm blue corn forward. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. that's that's my stance. But again, I'm trying to give this to you unbiased. So again, my unbiased opinion is blue corn's the way to go. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much mm-hmm. for for sharing your insight. Yeah. Of course. Um, I, I really appreciate your honesty, your vulnerability. Um, and, and for your open-mindedness. Thank I think you. we need more of Thank that. Thank you so much, yeah. In, uh, in, in 2020. Yeah. Um, and so from that segment, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, we're just going to jump straight into our next segment. And this segment is called Pinpoint. Now, you may be at home thinking, oh, what's Pinpoint about? Well, let me tell you. You should be a little bit more patient. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to, we have this random place generator on my, on my phone and it's, it's sort of, it's a technology thing. Um, we are going to roll the dice and we're just going to share information that we may know about this specific place. Um, let me see. I just clicked it. Um, okay. Oh, <laughs> we're starting off with an easy one. Omsk, Russia. Oh yeah. And it's crazy that this is our first episode in this one we're starting off with because yeah. you wrote your first thesis paper on Omsk. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I was wondering if you could just kind of give us the cliff notes of this specific city within, um, within Russia. Yeah. Well, man, what an introduction. I mean, th- this is uh, a really good place to start. It's, it's, it's entry level enough uh, that most people can sort of get a flavor for, for how this segment is going to go and mm-hmm. um, lots of really great talking points, but also um, uh, overall a very approachable conversation um, because of the, the fairly straightforward development Major, yeah. of, of Omsk. So um, Omsk uh, initially founded in 1605. Omsk was not originally its, its name. Uh, that name wasn't, um, wasn't founded until much, much later, actually not until... 1848. Mm. And that's, this is what really tripped me up when I was doing my doctoral thesis on this. That's right. It that's really right. tripped me up because that's I was right. like, d- trying to get the information to line up was There's difficult. a big gap. Mm-hmm. There's a big gap in our knowledge. A lot of missing transcripts. Um, part of it is due to Petrov Omsk, the person who changed it, the, the name of the city to, to Omsk, who very decisively and effectively... Uh, obliterated most all um, available transcripts at the time mm-hmm. and it was only until recently uh, in the late in the late 1970s that um, a scholar by the name of George Peterson uh, an American scholar mm-hmm. who actually uncovered and rediscovered um, a series of transcripts that um, Omsk for all for all we know had intended to mm-hmm. um, delete um, a race that exists and yeah. survived to this day. So we were able to actually rewind time mm-hmm. on the city of Omsk uh, two centuries, which is incredible. I mean, it was a Insane. huge landmark. Oh, it, it, it's, people were saying it was, it was the modern-day Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah. Because it, that's how, that's how um, formative it was to, to not just the small town or city of, of Omsk, but also Russia as a whole. And it kind of created the backbone for 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 um, our understanding of that history moving forward. That's right, because so much of and, and you wouldn't think because mm-hmm. it being such a small city, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think it had such a profound influence and impact culturally on uh, the remaining western western portions mm-hmm. of of Russia, mm-hmm. um, but it, it did, uh, and we're able to trace so much of. Um, what we see now as as cultural mainstays mm-hmm. um, of this of this country uh, that find their roots, find their their tie really back to Omsk. Omsk. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the most um, the most well known, the most renowned within scholarship of those those cultural mainstays that began in Omsk mm-hmm. was their their very very famous dance called Umpti Bumpti, and I. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, well, and Boomadee. that was. I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a whole um, there was a whole A section um, on Oompty Doompty that you that you specialized in and actually covered yeah. within your within your your own doctoral thesis. Yeah, Do you and, and I and I brought in that? I brought in my dance troupe that I worked with in high school, and we um, we sort of translated Able to it. Create it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It was. It was. It was so. It was so honestly cool. It was just really cool. To be able to take part in in history like that. Um, now, like you probably know, the A section has some I don't want to say discrepancies, but there's there's conflicting opinions about what moves belong where. And so sure. taking all that into account was hard putting together the move list um, as the choreographer. Um, but I, I I really think that I I the final project was something that paid homage and and was very honorable to the the original vision i hope i hope but yeah it was and it, we can't and we can't know and we can't for know. certain we, we can never know for certain and i think where the the big discrepancy lies is really at the the division from the hold um the hold at at the at the midsection of mm-hmm. of the dance into Ugh. the 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 release kept me up so many nights trying to sort this one out and it's it's I mean it's really divided because scholars I didn't because you have well you have two main camps you have the camp that says you need to drop super fast all the way to the floor at the release at the release that's right yeah yeah and then and then there's a second camp who says no first of all slow drop second of all you do need to do the signature hand shimmer, which that is the one that really trips me up because, you know, people who've, you know, uh, read about this and done, done you know, research on it uh, know that the hand shimmer is used five other times in the dance as a whole, not just the A section, but in the dance as a whole. And to use it a sixth time would be, uh, I mean, in my opinion... Almost impossible because because of where culture was at that point and their relationship to the number six and their in their poetry and yeah. their um and their songs right in their plays like th- yeah. it was really specific same way that we would um you know in 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 America we don't have buildings with floor number thirteen yeah they hardly had number sixes anywhere oh yeah and and yeah. and this and this goes further than that to the point where they wouldn't even have an age six. You would go five, and then you'd go five and a half, five three quarters. You didn't have there was no benchmark, and then you would just go straight to seven. In most of the the birth documents, mm-hmm. literature, uh, family albums from that time that do exist, mm-hmm. um, we we have found that there is that that jump. And up until about twenty twenty thirty years ago, mm-hmm. um, we we realized. Um, or we had we 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 mm-hmm. assumed at that point, um, before before sort of the change, we assumed that we had just missing we had missing documents, yeah. or that there was in some way a discrepancy across the whole city. Um, but then it wasn't until uh, the very very brilliant scholar who mm-hmm. I studied under at Concord, um, Nikolai Nikolai Bovshik, um who Dr. Boschvik is a personal hero of mine. I just want to say what an, what an incredible I, I was man. I what had man. I had I had the privilege of having uh, lunch with him one day because we just randomly ran into each other and this was actually at um, Boomers. It was either Boomers or Chuck E. Cheese, but we ran into each other and then we were just like, "Hey, do you want to share? Want to <laughs> want to share some hot wings?" And we did, and we yeah. had a great conversation about <laughs> early. Western European New European uh, culture development, yeah, and development, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so go it on. was this man, and we could honestly have a whole segment on just on Doctor. We, sh- we should consider that actually. And he uh, he finally came out in in the very formative paper uh, that he released in the um, in the in the in the Concord Times, um, describing his his thesis that. And in, in, in not not a discrepancy, but in fact an intentional avoidance mm-hmm. of the number six. And the eight, six. It, even if it meant skipping a whole year of your life yeah. to go straight to seven, mm-hmm. which has now created uh, incredible complications and in calculating uh, calculating significant persons' ages from that from yeah. that era. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Um, it's just it's made documentation very very complicated. Very complicated. Um, I do want to go back very quickly mm-hmm. uh, though to the, the your your dance troupe's yes. performance of the Oompty Boompty and and how profound it was. And may I say, um, life life changing for for me. Oh. Um, I was in the audience. What? Um, I was in the audience. Uh, that was before we met. Actually, oh, what? Yeah, that's crazy. And small it, world. It uh, it changed the way that I viewed this this uh, this culture, this wow. early culture of wow. of, um, of Omsk, um, hmm. and it. Uh, I know. I know. I speak for 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 most of the audience. There, we're so moved. Wow. And okay. Well, this your, can't just be a this can't just be a rubbing my rubbing my ego. Podcast and and you know and I, I won't I won't linger long here, but I will say, the the execution of the hand shimmer, um, oh. Oh, man, if 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 you the listeners at home could have been there for that, um, I'm gonna and I, do I don't want to I don't want to embarrass you, but I I do I, I want you to just just a little a little teaser here just okay. just a little, okay uh fine I'll okay, it it sort of I have to do the kind of hold on I got to do the lead up and do it yeah 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 so hold on it's kind of. I gotta stretch out a little bit back here. Hold on. Oh gosh. Okay. Easy, easy. Yeah, I know. So you just have to start, and you have to put. Uh, you have to get your heel right on your ear. So it, it takes a lot of flexibility. So I have my yeah. heel right on and my you ear. You still got it. Man. Well, wow. I I don't know. I don't know. I guess it kind of stays in your bones. Yeah. And then you're gonna do a jump, front flip, and then hand shimmer. Oh, the hand, hand shimmer one more time. Uh, I have to do the, I have to do it all together. So okay, okay. Heel jump for it. Uh, hand shimmer. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow, dude, it's it's crazy how I'm more connected to to the world I feel after doing that dance. And can I say, uh, just as just as well executed as the day uh, as the day you first stop. performed it. Stop. It's, I'm blushing. I'm blushing right now. Yeah. Uh, there was one more thing about Omsk that. Um, I wanted to bring up because it's something that I know that you have delved way deep. Um, I think you 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 dedicated fifty fifty pages on your on your thesis to this specific um, aspect, and it was um, it was bold to do, I'd say, because people people think they know a lot about it, and so when you bring it up, a lot of times people are gonna people are gonna kind of tune out and be like, I already know this, but mm-hmm. but you you chose this topic because you believed that you had something that disproved the mod the modern understanding of of the culture and this and this and, and and this specifically was um their use of of containers when transporting their urine mm-hmm. from the the place where they would urinate to the disposal mm. area mm-hmm. now um this might I, I we really don't want this to get lewd on this podcast, but you know it's just this is just the facts. It's just history. It's part of history because most people don't know that people in early Omsk would even be, even before the name change would would have a separate room that they would evacuate themselves in, and then they would take their excrement, you know whether it was a number one or number two, and they would take it to a disposal. A separate room that was a disposal room that was usually con- usually it was you know connected um to like a bedroom or something like that and it, and it was had a lot of windows and it was just very aerated um so I was wondering if you could just give us kind of your um your take and and how you think that it that it's different it, we should be looking at it from a different perspective yeah. So, for the for the modern traveler, for the contemporary traveler to Omsk today, most gift shops that you would frequent um, or patronize, you'll find um, very ornate and, and decorative, depending on the shop uh, and depending on the affluency of the area that you're mm-hmm. that you're traveling to. Um, gift shops with ornate and decorative containers, like mm-hmm. you mentioned. Um, averaging in size from about five by five centimeters, mm-hmm. very very small to um, relatively large, um, something that would be difficult to travel with if mm-hmm. you were taking it back to the yeah. states or wherever you're you're traveling from. Um, sometimes uh, two by two feet, yeah, uh, even um, containers. 
um, made out of various various um, metals. Uh, if if you are looking to spend more and really make a lot out of your trip, you can spend upwards of five hundred yeah. um, American dollars mm-hmm. for these for these containers made out of an assortment of of gold filigree to even even silver silver linings around the edges of the container. Mm-hmm. I know one that I traveled while I was studying for my thesis. Um, this particular gift shop, you could actually you could actually embed your family your family crest mm-hmm. on it your um, your your last initials or even if you know what your family crest looks like you can have that branded mm-hmm. uh, in in an assortment of precious metals yeah um, glass um, jewels even you know I actually when I was traveling over there in college the first time I went to college um, I uh, I found one and it was and it said it was a it was a big container and it was silver lined and it said well it was translated obviously it was translated but on on in English it would it would kind of it would kind of translate loosely translate to, it would loosely, <laughs> loosely translate to for every piss bucket there's a, <laughs> there's a, <laughs> there's a silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is incredible and it goes to show how westernized. That that city has become uh, that they would know the the that reference to the silver yeah, linings was, analogy that we often it use was, here. It was honestly it was super um, gentrified. You'd say like it it, it was mm-hmm. not very authentic mm-hmm. the whole place. But I just thought that would that was um, I love that. worthwhile. It's, it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kitschy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this if you if you go to Omsk and you were to find one of these gift shops with these containers. Uh, obviously, like, the first question is what What are these used for, and what, what What's the the meaning behind it? How far back does it go? Mm-hmm. It's like going to Germany and buying nutcrackers. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just it's 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 so like what what are you, what are you supposed to do with a nutcracker? Yeah, you obviously can't. And, and you see, the thing is, we don't really know. Like, even with all of our vast knowledge, we don't really know what nutcrackers are used for. We don't. We don't. And similarly with these with these containers, and uh, you know, countless years have been poured into studying these containers and the. And the roots of them, uh, and like you mentioned, a big portion of my of my thesis was dedicated to um, these containers. And what I what I proposed in my thesis is that the the cultural malayu through which they were viewing these containers came out of a very deep appreciation for the forces of of life, the things that give life. Um, that encourage life and produce life and and death those things that mm-hmm. that don't that do the opposite yeah and it was so so much a part of their um, the, the uh, minutia of their cultural thinking that that translated even into the way that they disposed of things that they believed were tied to those like primordial forces mm-hmm. um, things like uh, urine or, or feces they believed that be your poo poo that's right that's right um, they <laughs> they believed that such um, such items such um, uh, materials couldn't be held within the household for fear that containing such primordial f- uh, uh, matter mm-hmm. would bring um, bring misfortune yeah. onto their home and, and so many so many scholars have have shied away from that for fear of. Uh, highlighting or overstating mm-hmm. uh, humanity's darknesses, d- darknesses, or, yeah. or or the proclivity to try mm-hmm. and uh, make make more out of. Uh, I suppose we could just call it superstition. It, mm-hmm. It's what it's what uh, the layperson would say uh, is superstition, mm-hmm. and and so many have tried to to, to downplay that to, try, to not um, characterize or caricature mm-hmm. eyes, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really do believe that it is tied into that tied into that cultural uh, malaise that is so prevalent so 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 permeates their early literature mm-hmm. that they felt that they would be safeguarded against this by putting them into containers with the um, with the precious metals that mm-hmm. would that would keep it enclosed and keep the life force mm-hmm. in and something that was um, that I that I discovered in a very obscure text that was very very exciting to discover is that Part part of what what gave me the idea that it could be uh, something more that the way that they viewed mm-hmm. these these this matter was um, beyond it wasn't mundane it wasn't mundane mm-hmm. they would actually preserve them and keep them um, in this in this obscure text there is a a passage of a mother who would um, stir them into stews actually and 
um, and feed them to her family as as a way of promoting good health and fortune. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I remember reading that of your... <laughs> In your thesis, and I was like, "That is beautiful. That is so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That is so beautiful." And 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 uh, to to cap this off, because we've got to move to our next segment. But um, another part of this sort of category of things, like the the, the pee bucket, the pee and poop bucket. Um, another th- thing that I thought was interesting that you, I, I I'm gonna say it, discovered because really you're the one who put it into uh, words. So you discovered that they would also take. There are specific containers, and uh, once they passed on, those containers would serve as um, caskets. Yes. And I thought that was so interesting. And that, that, is, the beauty, that is the cyclical nature of their, yes. their whole belief structure, and I think that is so awesome. Yeah, and what's really profound is that they wouldn't even cremate them before they put them in the bucket. <laughs> they would just really jam them in there. Yeah. They yeah. would just, and, and, and they did start cremating them later. Because it became very grotesque. When they invent, once they invented fire and they had more ready access to it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Which we'd have to do a whole segment, but people... Whole segment. People... Fire has not been around that long. Let's just... I'm just going to put it out there, but we'll... We'll, 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 we'll dive we'll into that later. Okay, so, so we're going to transition into um, our final segment um, of this episode. And that is, that is a segment that we like to call... On, On the, the Hinges. hinges. <laughs> On the Hinges. Um, and this is my favorite segment because basically what we do in on the hinges is you ever see a door <laughs> ever see a door and you're like, yeah, what's going on back there? Huh? Well, I just wish I could, I just wish I could be on those hinges and open the door and then see what's in there. <laughs> so, so that's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're unlocking the door and we're swinging wide these hinges and bring them to you, the viewer, the listener. So what I'm going to do is I have um, this very special um, search engine, this internet search engine up, and I'm going to search. Um, I'm going to search doors, doors that I think that would be interesting to look at. And here I can turn the monitor towards you so you can so you can see. And so uh, yeah, this search engine um, it's called Google, and I'm going to just type in oh. cool looking doors. Google Images. Google, yeah, we're You might want to close that tab. Oh, I didn't hold on. I didn't know. Let me get rid of that one. Hold on. Okay. Just tell me when you're ready, you can turn it back. This I was this is actually an old spaghetti factory. I was trying to apply for a job online. Hold on. Okay, oh, yeah, no, let me go. get rid of this one too. That one's that one's not for this. No, it's not for this show. Okay. <clears throat> so let's see, we got these Got these doors. Now these doors look pretty wild. Can I just say, I think we found the one already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the one. <laughs> okay, so basically for you at home uh, playing along, uh, we have uh, a stone archway. Um, and within this stone archway, we have <laughs> a, vi- a violet door that is um, ornately decorated with different uh would you say that's medieval yeah Medi- certainly medieval medieval accoutrement scrolls yeah um and it looks very um uh scientifically it looks very dungeony um and it's just very uh, beautiful it looks like only this part opens up so we're gonna look at this door and we're gonna give it a good five seconds and we're gonna we're gonna tell you what we think's going on behind that door so let's go let's count us off three two one so entryway. Did you, did you get anything? Entryway. Yeah. Yeah. Entryway. There's for sure, for sure a mosaic vase. Oh, a mosaic vase like you've never seen it before. And what's in that? What's in that vase? Definitely not flowers. Definitely not flowers. That would be too basic. Yeah. What's in it? Um, stones. Stones. Beautiful stones. Polished. Polished, beautiful stones. Probably st- polished every day. Probably by the maid or butler. And I'm guessing that it's on the right of the door. So when you walk in, I'm seeing the entryway. Mm-hmm. It's on the right-hand side, probably on, um, probably on a small round table. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably about like waist height. Waist I'm guessing height, probably about that. Um, can I get to the, Can I get to the the foyer, please? Because yeah. I I can see the foyer like it's the like it's the back of my eyelids. Yeah. 
So the foyer, um, it's a little bit bigger than the hall. It's like it, it's a square, you know. As far as architecture goes, pretty normal, um, except for the the roof domed. Ooh, the the, the ceiling. I mean, the ceiling okay. domed. Yeah. And 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 then you have in the middle of the ceiling, you have one of those big pointy spikes that come right down. And in that's, case of a thunderstorm, in case of a and thunderstorm, breaks, you have you have something to and and then if you pull that down. And then the whole house turns into a big spaceship and you can fly away to Mars. So, but that is kind of how the room is built. And then the walls, wallpaper. You want to know what's on this wallpaper? What's on the wallpaper? Every single Marvel comic book character you could think of. Oh. All just kind of doing their... Maybe alphabetized? Action poses. You know what? Or is it just randomly I wouldn't put it past. I wouldn't put it past the owner of this house to make it alphabetized. Um, and then the trim, it is uh, zebra print all the way around the bottom. And on the top, leopard print, kind of creating that juxtaposition there. That's so interesting. That, um, that really, honestly, post-modern post, post idea yes. of, of creating this, this, these mythic figures in between these two mainstays of nature. And we could get into that, but I'm not going to. Um, and then there is a big couch right in the center, a circular couch. Um, and that's for people to sit down and take off their shoes. And speaking of shoes, there's a big old shoe bucket that people can just throw their shoes in. Well, because they're definitely not walking on that shag carpet. That shag carpet that's no. in the entryway. No, 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 no. They're not going to walk on that with their shoes. No, 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 no. Because it looks like it was just raining. Maybe like a few minutes before that, so it's going to get wet in the shag carpet. Yeah, yeah. And there's definitely moss on the stairs, so you want to. I didn't see the moss before. You know, you're right. There is moss. That's gonna actually. That's gonna change my idea of the living room. That's going to change the idea of the living room. Do you it have, can't be do you domed. Have, do you have the kitchen? Oh, the kitchen. So most of us have like a knife block in mm-hmm. our kitchens. This one has a knife building. Wow. And what I, what I'm, I'm seeing I, it. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean by that, what I'm picturing is the whole house is actually just various slots to put knives in. That is powerful. Yeah. That is powerful. And that's very challenging to this. You know, our current... Our so it's current. a very, like, culinary-centric house because yeah. you can be walking up the steps with chives. Mm-hmm. And you need that knife mm-hmm. to choppy-chop the, the chives. And, and you, Or you could be on your way up to bed, but oops, what'd you find in your pocket? What's in your pocket, Ethan? It it's, is a tomato. A sh- oh, yeah, it's a tomato. It's a tomato. Okay. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do with that tomato? You're not going to bite it like an apple, you Neanderthal. You're going to blend it. In the blender, that's right. A knife. Right there, it's an. It will. A Do knife, I put the a knife knives is, in the? A knife is just um, a melee blender. A knife is just a fast. <laughs> a a is blender just a, is just a fast knife. <laughs> a knife is just a sucky blender. A knife is the OG analog blender. <laughs> okay, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring us home here. Okay, I'm gonna bring us home here, and I'm just gonna tell you what's going on in that living room. Yeah, I'm gonna tell room. you what's going on in that living room, though. It's a hybrid living room slash dining room, which you think, that seems a little tacky for them. Nuh-uh, nuh-uh. It's a, there's a line drawn right down the middle. On the left side, dining room. Ornate, uh, I would say, like, Renaissance paintings, very... Um, say Renaissance mac- for me one time? Renaissance, Renaissance, Renaissance. Who's Renee? Um... Renaissance is uh, somebody that I used to know in high school. She was a head cheerleader. She um, broke her back by doing... She did the world's most backflips. Yeah. Really cool girl, though. Really cool. A motivational speaker. Crazy. So there's a bunch of those kind of paintings. And it's all very maximalist, very, you know, over the top. And then on the left side, minimalist. Clean lines. Oh, to sort of create that juxtaposition. Yes, that juxtaposition that we were talking about earlier, and it's just this very like this stone dungeon, this marble dungeon, mm. and there's a couch, sort of, sort of mimicking, mirroring the entryway, mirroring yeah. the entryway, okay. and so and so, um, you go down, you sit on the couch, and you have a good. Hold on, I got a text from my mom. Oh, okay. Um, uh, you sit down on the couch, and then you play games, board games. With your friends. Uh, what board games are you playing? Uh, we're starting out with a classic. Uh-huh. Clue. I don't like that. I don't think... I, I like Clue. I love Clue the game, but I don't like that for this house. For this house? I think it's ridiculous that you'd bring that up. What I about, don't mean to get very mean right now, but... What about Risk? Risk is good. 
I hate risk, but th- this is a risk for house. this house. This is a risk house. Yeah, this is a risk. They're house. They're certainly taking a risk with that foyer. Oh gosh, let me tell you something. All right, well, that's pretty much all we can say about this house. I could go into detail about the bathrooms. Oh, I could, but that's been that's been on, on the hinges. hinges. Dude, that was really good. That was good. All right, um, so that's that's our show. That's it. That's guy. That's I. Hold up. Three, two, one. Hey guys, that's. Be- <laughs> Wait, hey guys, welcome. To- this is this is an episode of Behind the Sun. We already got past that part. What? Three, two, Hi. one. Thanks Hi, guys so much for watching, Noah? listening to. Hi, my name is. This is Ethan. Background Century. No, let me. Ju- okay, okay. This has been Background Century with your background boys Noah and Ethan. Always more to learn. Always less to say. Keep, Keep it skippy, skippy Washington D.C. Three. <gasps>